This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast, a podcast that uh, Eric Scopel, Jared Mack, and I were not planning on doing. And then it just kind of turned into shoot let's do this um welcome to a thursday podcast mm-hmm. john wilner of the mercury news pac-12 hotline tweeted out at 10 23 a.m june 30th source usc ucla are planning to leave for the big 10 as early as 2024 Move has not been finalized at the highest levels of power. Um, holy shit. Yeah, you're man. Gonna, you're going to get yelled at, Matt, for, for swearing. Right there. <laughs> I don't care. No. <laughs> I Who's going to yell at us? Who's going to yell I think at that's, us? Yeah, it's the appropriate reaction. I have an F-bomb on camera after the Oregon-Stanford loss last year. So, I mean, I don't <laughs> think there's I – mean, then that was incidental anyway. So, I mean, like it's – it was funny because, uh, uh, yeah, we were you saw some cryptic tweets with mostly like emoji tweets from several big West Coast uh, media members, Colin Cowherd, Brady Quinn, John Wilner prior to this tweet explaining things. And we were all kind of going like, what the hell's going on? And I think Jared was the closest in his guess that USC was leaving to the Big 12. Big uh, yeah, 12, Big 12. Big 12 made no sense to me, though, because I think that conference is – more defunct long-term than the Pac-12, but the Big Ten makes a lot of sense, I guess, if you're talking about conferences that are trying to be viable. And I think for me, two things that stand out, and we, we as Matt told us right before, I literally jumped on and Matt goes, no more talking about this, let's record. And so this is just pretty, this is like basically, I'm sure the title will be Blind Reaction because we haven't, Yep. this was like, I haven't even showered. I've got a hat on, I usually wear a hat. Um, I was wearing a shirt that had an Oregon O on it, but I try not to be partial, so I switched it. Like, I mean, I, we were just kind of throwing this together. But my, my two instant reactions are, are, are: first, this is really a bummer for somebody who's lived on the West Coast and followed this conference for a really long time, because I, I don't think the conference, which is already I just called the Big Twelve defunct, Pac Twelve, was kind of felt like it was headed in a similar direction. It's pretty hard to see the conference being very viable in football and basketball. Uh, maybe not basketball as much, but football in particular with this move, there'll be, there are plenty of other, I guess you would call non major sports and maybe that's disrespectful to those sports. They'll be fine. And, um, but this is a huge issue for football. It's a huge issue for, you talk about men's basketball. This is the top brand women's basketball. UCLA is one of the bigger brands. Um, and that really is a bummer. Again, as somebody who's, who's this conference, who's followed this conference growing up, it's kind of a sad state of affairs. And then the second question for me is, what does Oregon do? What does Washington do? What does Stanford do? What does Utah do? What are some of these bigger programs that are, um, I mean, I know we get lost to talking football and basketball primarily, but some of the brands I just mentioned are the biggest in baseball and softball and track and field and volleyball and men's and women's soccer and all sorts of things. That's why they're called the conference of champions because I know they haven't won a championship in football or basketball in a long time. I guess women's basketball Stanford just won one, but 
a, a lot of these other sports, the Pac-12 dominates the championships. And so it's not like they're devalued there. But if you're Oregon, I, I don't know how viable it is to stick around. And you kind of wonder if they'll latch, try to latch on with the Big Ten, which would make for some really interesting travel schedules for the three of us going forward um, in 2024. <laughs> um, so, sorry, uh, Pat, who's our boss at Nash, you know, at a national our travel budget will be increasing significantly because it would be flying all <laughs> over the country. Obviously, I'm totally speaking out of turn here because I have no idea um, if Oregon will try to do that. But I, I think if you're Oregon, you do have to try to... I mean, I don't know. How, I think the conference is pretty close to, to dead without USC and UCLA. That's probably maybe an overreaction, but this is really significant. And I would imagine Rob Mullins and other folks at Oregon are poking around, seeing what's available, and <clears throat> they can join the Big Ten as well. Yeah, I think my my first reaction, I just wrote it down here, is uh, here lies the Pac-12. I think this is um, there's going to be a lot of changes coming up soon. And the, the first call, uh, if you're the Big Ten or Big 12 commissioner, shoot, maybe even the SEC is uh, Rob Mullins. Yeah, they are. That is that is your first call because as a, as at this point, Oregon's the most prestigious brand left in the Pac-12. Um, Obviously, they haven't. Uh, UCLA and USC haven't moved to the Big Ten yet. But if the things, you know, a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen in the SEC with with Texas and Oklahoma, and then it got done. Um, conference realignment is here. We thought it was probably done for a second after the big moves in the SEC, but here it is again. Um, yeah, and it, for Oregon, as the probably the last prestigious brand left in the Pac-12, I, I just think it would be. Um, a self-inflicted wound if they were to stay in the Pac-12. Um, obviously, there's a lot of good good conference opponents. There's still a lot of talent in all the sports. Um, but in terms of getting your brand, getting your team onto the national level, I think the, the move from UCLA and USC was actually a good one in, in that retrospect. Um, the Pac-12 has been, I, I mean, for lack of a better expression, kind of like a clown show the last couple of years. Um, it seemed like it was getting better. Um, quickly, so much for an alliance, man. Yeah. Ten, come on, guys. How about that? Yeah, good, be, good call on that. Yeah, just stab yeah, this, your buddy. This in the is back. supposed to be, we're supposed to be friends and setting up schedules and all that stuff, home and away games. This is this is tough if you're the Pac 12. If you're if you're George Klyakov, this is ah God, this is probably the worst news you probably could have woke up to, or if he knew about it a couple of days ago. Um because those are your two of your biggest heavy hitters. I think USC is probably the most recognizable brand in the Pac-12, uh, just because their long history. UCLA is has isn't you know hasn't been dominant in football in, in decades, but they've been dominant in basketball their entire entire program history. Uh, women's basketball is really good. Baseball is really good. They're probably one of the better programs in the Pac-12. Uh, it's just a massive loss. And, you know, Matt, I appreciate us just going off the top of our dome right now and trying to think of what to say, because it's difficult. This yeah. is this is a really altering decision from USC and UCLA. And I, I'm kind of uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Oregon does, but also mildly terrified. Oregon now becomes, like you said, the biggest prize out there for the rest of the conferences. That's going to be good for Oregon. Uh, they're going to have some bargaining power of where they go. Well, the Big 12 is asking us to be their focal point. You know, give us this. Or the SEC really wants us to come play there, uh, Big 10. If, if you want us, we're going to, you know, you need to give us these concessions. That's good for Oregon. Um, this also kind of dawned on me. 
this could be ultimately the end, like we said, for the Pac-12. But also it could be the fork in the road for Washington State, Oregon State, Colorado, Cal. Some of these schools are are not the same as others in the Power Five. And if we were to draw up new alignments, new conferences in today's world of college athletics, let's be honest, some Power Five schools would not be included. And some of those are in the league. And if Oregon eventually, I think, would go somewhere, whether it's the Big Ten or the SEC or what have you, um, but they're going to need a travel partner. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, Oregon State does not cut it. And as strange as it sounds, um, Washington and Oregon are going to become best friends. Yeah. I, I, just, I just had a couple thoughts and I was just thinking you're, what you said there to close was exactly what I was just thinking of is you, you, this happens in pairs. I don't know if there's really been many instances where one school leaves for another conference and Oregon state is not that attractive. Probably. I mean, not to be totally disrespectful, Oregon state has a great baseball program. They've had good, you know, they got a women's basketball program. That's pretty competitive, but they don't have the revenue. They don't have the fan base that Oregon does. They don't have the NIL capabilities that Oregon does and Washington I know is struggling in some things right now, but I would think like Matt says, is probably the logical partner there. And just two other thoughts. And as Jared said, I'm just kind of going off the dome here. Um, you said George Klavkov is like, what a tough morning for him. Like how about getting a compact 12 commissioner job in less than a year in your job is pretty much going to be like, finally has like a set, I think a pretty competent commissioner. And then the conference is just going to go under like, that just feels like kind of, I don't know. There's something, there's some level of irony there. And then the other thing I just thought of is for a while, it's been floated out there and, and I thought about it making a lot of sense about how for just for football, it, it would make a lot of sense to have, four semi-regional conferences that are super conferences, right? And I think maybe what we're seeing yeah. is kind of the organic beginning of that, where you're seeing, you know, I think you're going to probably end up with Power 5 never made, was probably ever going to really work with the way this is going to set up. And I'm guessing we're getting to a point here where it, it will be something where it's four conferences of 15 schools that are, the, you know, or, or 10 schools, whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, I would think that there's some fat to cut in other conferences too, if you're being honest. I mean, if you look at the big 10 and big 12, it's not like all of those schools. I mean, talk about Washington, Washington, or sorry, Washington state, Oregon state, Cal being schools that maybe don't meet certain standards. There's, there's schools in those other conferences that would align there too. So I just kind of wonder big picture of Oregon's a bigger brand than a lot of the, back end back big 10 most of the big 12 you know even some of the sec and acc programs you just kind of wonder what the final iteration of this is and if we get to 2027 2028 i know we're talking down the line pretty far maybe 2030 and and it looks so vastly different where there really are 35 programs that matter and they're in three different 36 maybe and they're in three different 12 team conferences and the geography of it doesn't make any sense but guess what? That's what you have in professional sports. And maybe that's the model you're following where you have like almost an Eastern conference, Western conference. And those are the, those are the primary programs that matter. And then there's all the smaller conferences, you know, or all the, you know, like the, there's becomes basically another level beneath it, which would be your Oregon States. And I know we're getting really down the line here. And we talked about 10 minute podcasts and I've now talked this past that timeline, but I don't know. I just think it's fascinating when you start thinking, 
what dominoes will fall next, how this could operate, and, and what the future for college sports look like because we're seeing significant changes in NIL and the transfer portal. And I think conference realignment is is clearly not over. And I think ultimately you, you'll probably see this settle in on something that looks, that looks vastly different than what it has historically. And, and like I said, I could see it being 30-something teams in all over the country in three to four conferences and it being kind of like, well, this doesn't make sense geogra- geographically, but these are the programs that matter and that's why they're all grouped together, I guess. I'm going to continue to talk past the 10 minute mark and that I know you have somewhere to be soon enough, but I'll try to keep this short and concise. Eric, that was exactly what my, one of my first ideas was or, or thoughts I should say about this realignment. You had, you know, you had Oklahoma and Texas go to the SEC, but that geographically isn't the farthest drive. Right. So like that can do, I knew you had Texas A&M join a couple of years prior. You know, this is the first time there's a West coast team moving around. And they're going to have some long games, some long road trips from Los Angeles going over into the middle of the country. Um, we all took that flight from Eugene to Ohio State. Uh, that's going to be a long one, you know, a weekly, a weekly thing for one of those teams or bi-weekly, however it should be. Um, but that being said, I something that just popped into my head after hearing Eric with like the thirty-six teams. What if what if the college football turns into the Premier League, where there is a, a 36 oh. team, whatever, and there are relegations and there are the, the teams that don't meet a criterion or a threshold. They can it's almost like how it is with uh, power five now. And then you had Cincinnati last year who finally like did something good enough to get into that upper division. So could there could there be something like that where a relegation maybe one year? I don't know. Michigan State just is just terrible and they lose, you know, 10 or 11 games and then they get relegated. And then Colorado is 10 and two in their lower division and get bumped up to the big leagues for, for a season. And then they, you know, it's kind of a a cycle going through as like the premier league does. Um, That's Um, just one of the ideas, but go ahead. Well, the only thing I have is that's totally fine for football, but there are other sports and that's where I get, confused because yeah. if it was just football i'm signing me up i would love to see a premier league well, I, thing i think that's i awesome. think i just don't know well, what you do with the other stuff <laughs> i i don't know what to do with the other stuff either but this is going to sound harsh it doesn't uh, matter. I, this is it doesn't matter yeah this is football or bust and basketball st- uh, basketball still seems to work even with this new conference realignment just because there's so many games there's so many out of conference games there's so many cross-country travels like you have Duke, Kansas, and all those guys meet up for the, you know, the Champions Classic at the beginning of the year, like in Chicago, just a neutral site. Um, so I, I think basketball, that'd be fine. But for football, it's way different just with the 12, 12 games a season, 13, 14, if you get to the playoffs and such. Um, I, I don't know. This is, this is going to be a big change. And I think because there's finally some movement on the West Coast. Um, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's free game right now. I think it's going to be... Just wide open, um, and I'm just very interested to see what's going to happen. And I don't know, maybe the next year with Oregon, and or shoot, I don't know, maybe in the next couple of weeks if there's some real traction moving on with like another uh, like the SEC or the Big Twelve. I don't think they go ACC, but I remember when we were here back in 2010, 2011. Um, it happened right around this time, and. Realignment's crazy. There's going to be updates now on this basically every day for the next two months, three months. Um, we're going to see some wild rumors. 
line reaction to this news. Um, there's a lot of pressure now on Oregon to take care of themselves because if they're not careful and they don't land somewhere safe, I think we're all in agreement here that they could – life will get even harder for them um, if if things don't go their way. Mullen, Rob Mullins, Oregon's athletic director, is going to have to be active um, in pursuing options and the best options for Oregon athletics. Uh, we'll break this down into more detail as more details come out. We'll And when we have them, we'll talk about uh, – Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.